Board of Supervisors, members of the community at large, township employees, and friends at home on television, thank you for letting us talk tonight about the uh, Board of Community Assistance. Uh, there are five members of the Board of Community Assistance, uh, Lydia Dan Sardinas, David Karen, myself, our uh, members at large of the community, Ron Bailey, and our newest member, Donna Hogan, are members from the Valley Forge Casino and Resorts, and our supervisor liaison is Supervisor Greg Wax. So an overview of the Board of Community Assistance, if you don't know what it is, it's a partnership between Valley Forge Casino and Resort and the Board of Community Assistance that hands out uh, grants and scholarships to nonprofits throughout uh, our community at this point. Um, if we move forward, you'll see our number of applicants. We've done this since 2013, and we started out relatively modestly. Uh, last year, we had 76 different applicants for our grants and scholarships, 51 different 501c3. Those are nonprofits, for those of you who aren't as fond of the tax code as I am with 501c3s. Uh, seven sports organizations and 18 uh, Upper Marion residential high school seniors. You can see that last year we awarded 37 grants to nonprofits, three grants to sports organizations, and then 16 scholarships to Upper Marion High School students. When we look at the sums of money that we have put out, um, you can see we've been given an increased amount of money throughout the years, starting at 145,000 back in 2013. Uh, last year, we had a total of $180,000 that we were able to give out. We did give out a total of $155,000. You will note that there is a small dip from 2020 to 2021, and that's a direct result of the pandemic closing the casino for a number of months there. We do expect to have a small dip for the next couple of years, uh, as the casino was gracious enough to advance us money uh, that technically wasn't earned by the Board of Community Assistance during the pandemic year there. Uh, so I believe that's a five-year agreement, and then we hope to get back to the, the 2020 number, which really reflects the 2019 uh, revenue from the casino. So our application process. For organizations, it's critically important that we know what you want to do. Uh, so there is an application. If you go online to the Upper Marion Township website and you go into the departments, we are the first one. I like to think that's because we're the best, but it's because it's alphabetical and we start with B. So Board of Community Assistance is the first one there. You'll see our applications for either nonprofits or for scholarships there. For our nonprofits, we need to know what you're doing. So whether that's you're building a new bridge or you're cleaning up a park or you're teaching literacy programs, whatever it is, we need to know what it is you're proposing to do. Project costs are critically important. So we tend to reward grants that are very specific. So if the library, for example, tells us that they need uh, a new encyclopedia, which why would they? No one uses encyclopedias anymore. But if they did, they would put together an invoice that says encyclopedias cost $1,263. It's highly likely that we would support $1,263 instead of just giving them $2,000 to buy some random encyclopedia at that point. 
We also want to know about your organization. So we want to make sure that it is an organization that has been around, is reputable, and is specifically benefiting the citizens of Upper Marion. Your organization doesn't necessarily have to be headquartered in Upper Marion. Uh, one of the grants that we've given out for the last several years has been uh, the, Literary, the Literary Society of Norristown. But in their grant applications, they very specifically talk about how they come to our library and how many specific Upper Marion residents they are helping. So even though their nonprofit is headquartered in Norristown, they do a phenomenal job of pinpointing the exact benefit that comes to Upper Marion. And then last, of course, we want to know who's benefiting here. So are we benefiting kids? Are we benefiting seniors? Are we benefiting animals? Who in our township is benefiting from that? The more detail you can provide on your organizational application, the higher likelihood that you'll get uh, some funding at that point. Our nonprofit grants range uh, anywhere between $1,000 and $10,000. We do have a stipulation for nonprofits that if the award is for $5,000 or more, there is a small cost sharing uh, component that goes to the grant, and that's just to make sure that we're not funding 100% of a cost at that point. We want to see um, some buy-in from the nonprofits. We're also asking for a year-end summary on November 31st. So technically, that's not a year-end summary. But again, we want to make sure that you've spent your money. Uh, and we ask that you submit that report to the township by November 31st. We do look on your applications if you've spent all your money from the previous year. Um, and if you didn't spend it, we'd love to have a discussion as to why you didn't spend it and how we plan to spend that money moving forward. It is critical to know that if you are planning to spend your money on something different from what you applied, that you reach out to the Board of Community Assistance. Um, it is not a blank check once you get the grant. Uh, we want to make sure it's spent for the things that you applied for. Our high school seniors. Uh, there's an important distinction there if you tilt your head to the side. It says high school senior Upper Marion residents. It does not say Upper Marion high school seniors. So specifically, this uh, grant or this scholarship is open to any high school senior who lives within Upper Marion Township. So if they go to Villa Maria or if they go to Episcopal and they live in Upper Marion Township, they are eligible for this scholarship. So a couple things that we've done. Uh, on February 15th, I went to the Upper Marion High School and gave a seminar for about 25 students there where we told them what was a good application, what was a bad application. We shared uh, actual previous submissions with all identifiable information blacked out, uh, showing some of the phenomenal grant applications or scholarship applications that have been uh, submitted in the past. And then we also showed the opposite side of some really poor applications that were not funded. Uh, it was a wonderful experience to do that. The kids asked a lot of questions. And this is the third year that we've done this seminar at the high school. And I can tell you, having done the previous two seminars, that all of our top scholarship winners have attended those seminars in the past. Of course, we don't know who they are when they attend the seminar. But it makes sense that if you are engaged in asking lots of questions on how to make your application better, that it's probably going to be a better application at that point. If you missed it, the high school counselor did uh, record it. 
so you can suffer through my uh, online recording there. When we're looking at applications, we're looking at a number of different things. Uh, academics are one component of it. Uh, community service really is the biggest component of it. As part of the scholarship application, our students are gonna be asked to do a community service project for Upper Marion, and I'll talk about that in a few uh, moments here. We're also looking at character and leadership, but critically, we're looking for that college information there. So we are looking for your college acceptance letter, we're looking for your financial aid letter, uh, we're looking for all of that information so that we can make an appropriate uh, award and grant for you. So for that community service requirement, there's a minimum of 15 hours of community service that must be um, given. It does not have to be done specifically in Upper Marion, but again, it has to benefit Upper Marion in some way. The larger scholarships that we give require more hours worth of community service. All projects have to be completed between June 1st and November 30th, and past projects are not allowed to be considered. Now, as the local Boy Scout Scoutmaster, I wish they could, because I've got a bunch of great Eagle Scouts that they would make awesome projects. That doesn't work for this. You have to do something different and unique at this point. Uh, and again, the community service report must be submitted in by November 30th. Something that's not on our presentation here is that uh, a year ago, we made the decision to split the scholarship awards in two different checks for the students. So the first check's gonna go out in the summer for their first semester at college, and we will release the second check after they submit their final uh, review of what they've done in November for their second semester at that point. We did that as an accountability method to make sure our students actually completed the projects that they said that they were going to complete. Uh, again, these are the things that we're looking for. Uh, any extracurricular activities, honors, uh, the second one there, special circumstances. We have the ability to um, give leeway in which uh, scholarships we offer. So a perfect example is potentially uh, mom and dad are going through a divorce. Uh, on the FAFSA, which is the student financial aid, you're required to show both parents' incomes. Maybe one of the parents is not kicking in for school and that's not identified on the FAFSA. That would be something that would be critically important to put on your BCA grant because we can factor in that sort of information there, okay? Uh, any sort of special circumstance is critically important that you put in there. I would say the number one thing though, again, is that community service project. We wanna see what you're doing uh, for our community. We've had amazing programs done in the library. One of my favorites was a, um, a, a, a show and tell musical instrument uh, assembly that they did, where kids could come out, they could touch the saxophones, they could hear the trombones, they could do all that sort of stuff. The amount of planning that that takes to coordinate it with the library and then with your friends, unless you can play 15 different instruments, uh, really deserves to be rewarded. We're looking for transcripts with the high school guidance counselors will help you with, letters of recommendations, and then again, your acceptance letter and financial aid cover letter. You can see that we give out scholarships that range from $500 to $10,000. Historically, we've given out one $10,000 scholarship. That's our Von Steuben scholarship. Uh, we also give out uh, $5,000 scholarships, which are the Ronald G. Wagaman scholarships. 
I believe we gave out three last year, if my memory serves me correctly, and then a slew of $3,000 to $500 um, scholarships as well. Uh, again, please make sure that you report all of the service work that you did by November 30th so that we can um, release that second check. And then the second point up there is we need to make sure that the organization that you're benefiting actually wants you to do that work. So you have to coordinate with your beneficiary to make sure that they are accepting of the volunteer work that you're looking to put through. Again, our dollar amounts go from $500 to $10,000 for scholarships. And then my last slide, and then I will open up for questions. Uh, please submit all applications to the township building. They are due on April 15th by 5 o'clock. Uh, we do not accept late uh, applications. I will say for all of our high school seniors, that is right smack in the middle of spring break. So from a practical standpoint, if you want the school to submit your application, you have to do it before spring break uh, because our teachers are great, but they're not gonna come to the township on their day off at that point during spring break. So with that, oh, sorry, I forgot. There's one more slide. Uh, we will be announcing the, uh, the recommendations on the May 12th Board of Supervisors meeting. Uh, specifically, what will happen is the Board of Community Assistance will make the recommendations to our supervisors, and then our supervisors will uh, decide to either approve or disapprove those, uh, and then letters will be sent to all uh, applicants. So with that, April 15th, 2020, supervisors, what can I answer for you, my friends? Thank you so much. We enjoy seeing this every year, but we enjoy even more hearing who gets the awards. Me too. Um, this is very necessary, and um, you do a great job reaching out to uh, the groups and to the students. I was really, I, I must not have, I don't know if you didn't make a big deal about this before or if I just forgot, but I think it's great that you do a scholarship workshop for the students at the, at the high school. That's super, and that it's available online if they are not able to attend that. So thank you. That's great. And you, you all do such a great job. Thank you and, and the entire board for all the time that you put in. I know uh, you get piles of applications and it does take an enormous amount of time to go through them all. So thank you for, for your dedication and the dedication of all those on the BCA. Thank you. So I'll open it up to my fellow board members for any questions. Uh, I, I agree with the comments that okay. um, Chairperson uh, Kenny made, that this is just a wonderful program and it benefits so many students and uh, nonprofits in our, our township. Um, I was wondering about the um, awards banquet that we've had every year and there's been any discussion about that being revisited again. I know that with um, the pandemic, that uh, you weren't able to have those kind of events. And um, it's always great to just see the faces of the students that get the awards and that happens at those events. So I don't know, has there been any discussion about that happening? There is discussion. I don't believe we have the final date yet, but our partners at the Valley Forge Casino and Resort are very excited again to welcome the community into the, the resort and we'll be having a, a dinner and a presentation for the, the students and the nonprofits. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Supervisor Wax. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, as liaison to the BCA since, since its initiation, I just want to say it's been a tremendous pleasure 
I, I think you would agree, Mr. Montique, Chair Montique, that I try to say as little as possible in the meetings, uh, particularly when it comes to the scholarships, but just overall, I try not to, I try to observe far more than I speak. Uh, so with that, I, I just want to make two or three points from what I've observed over the last few years, especially the last year or two, some of which you actually covered in the presentation, uh, one, of which, one of which was um, in regards to the organizational grants, the importance of specificity. And that is from my experience just watching, and, and you did say this, uh, applications which can break down grants on a line-by-line -line basis as opposed to saying we need X number of dollars for this because we think we need X number of dollars for this. The former, just from what I've seen, uh, tends to do a little bit better, actually a lot better than the latter. And I think it's important to let uh, those people who are involved in organizations who might be applying for BCA grants, that the BCA members, uh, they do their due diligence. I have been in the room where BCA members have been looking at applications and applicant applications have said we need X number of dollars for this and BCA members would go right on to Amazon or eBay and say, okay, this is you know, relatively accurate and well, this is relatively inaccurate. Mm -hmm. And it makes a difference from what I've been able to observe in, in what those organizations uh, receive. Uh, also, if an organization is going to make um, more than one request, I would once again, speaking of line by line, the advice that I would give based on what I've seen is to break that down. Because if an organization wants to do you know, thing A and thing B, you know, maybe the BCA thinks that thing A is you know, more deserving of receiving funding uh, than thing B. But if it's all grouped together, then it makes it harder for the BCA to make that determination. Uh, two other things. Um, one, read the rules. Uh, Every now and then you see an application where you know, somebody you know, just doesn't read the basic rules. And I know it's a little bit harsh for me to say that, but it's true. I'll, and I'm gonna give a specific example in that there was an application that occurred in the past few years uh, for an organization uh, which asked for far more money than not only than the BCA is allowed to give, but actually more money than the BCA actually has. And you know, regardless of the merits of of that organization applying for the funds, you know, the BCA only has so much to give. And if, if you know the BCA members, it's a lot of work. I read the applications myself, and it's not just reading it once. You have to read it and then go over and make comparisons. And please make it easy on the BCA members to make a decision about whether or not your organization is deserving of a grant, whether or not you understand, and, and whether or not you understand the rules, it helps the process. It is a hard enough decision for the BCA members. Uh, watch the presentation that was given tonight by Chair Montique. Um, I know in the past the Public Information Office has turned that into a, a clip on, on Vimeo, and it's my hope that we will do that again, and that can be shared on Township social media, and you know, Hopefully, it will give people who are not watching the meeting tonight the opportunity to heed some of the advice that was given tonight by the chair of the BCA. Uh, as Chair Montique said, if you're a student and you couldn't make the meeting um, at the high school, you know, request a copy um, of the tape or the recording, uh, the MP3, whatever. Uh, I'm sure the advice that was given 
was very sage and will help your application. And one last thing I, I do want to point out is if you do not have a specific organization uh, that is going to um, write a letter in regards to a student doing a volunteer project and it's being signed off by an adult, the advice that I would give is to uh, make sure that adult is not your mom and dad. Um, that's also in the rules. Um, please, I mean, I, I said it already once, just read the rules. It makes such a big difference. Um, Mr. Montique, thank you. Thank the other members of the BCA. Um, you guys do a great job, and, and I'm looking forward to sitting in those meetings and keeping my mouth shut once again. <laughs> thank you, Supervisor Wax. And for the record, the quarter million dollar request on that grant was a rather easy decision to say no to. <laughs> okay. Well, anyone else have any comments or questions? Anyone from the audience? Okay, thank you so much. Thank you for all your hard work. And so just a reminder, everyone, the deadline is April 15th at 5 p.m. And read the rules and follow them, please. Thank you very much. For your benefit. Thank Have you so much. Day. Have a great evening. Thank you.